Jazz and Chargers Unleashed, Sebastian Joseph Day, you know the vibes, we outside. You're listening to the Chargers Unleashed Podcast with your host, Dan Wolkenstein and Jake Hefner. Welcome to another edition of Chargers Unleashed. Jake Ebner and Dan Wolfenstein here with you from the LA Football Network. Today's show, of course, is being brought to you by BUSR, Charger, Bolt Family, Rock Solid Sports Memorabilia. If this is your first time tuning into the show, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Dan Wolfenstein, before I get into my intro, you know... I just thought about it right now, literally, as I was done with all that. A lot of people have said to me that during my intro that I speak too fast. No. Or they look at, or they look at your face, and they're like, Dan's got that look on his face like, Jake, slow down. Or, no. Jake just, <laughs> Jake just vomited that whole intro out of his mouth. Fake news. I'm just trying to get the crap out of the way so we can get to the serious talk. No. Okay. Merely the they, only factor for it. Those optics are totally wrong, by the way. I, I'm more, uh, I'm more like not your optics, but people are saying like, I'm more like, let's freaking go. I'm so ready to talk about football and I'm I mean, excited maybe to I, talk maybe, the show with you. You know, so no, it's not. Maybe I missed my calling. Maybe I should have been one of those auction moderators with as fast as I speak. Uh, you know, I've, I've done it for fantasy draft plenty of times for people. I'm, you know, I'm like 2240, three or four. I've done it like that before. So no. It, it could be a benefit in that no, circumstance. My face is never wrap it up. I'm always like, I'm so excited. Let's, let's talk football. Bring everything back to centralization. <laughs> Sorry for the short tangent <laughs> to the side. Just something that came to me. Welcome to week one. Special guest that Dan and I have on the show today. He's going to tell you about it in just a second. We are super amped for week one. Obviously, we just had the first game of the season, the Bills and the Rams. The Bills trounced the Rams. <laughs> First game of the season. That's how you make a statement. That's how you start off regular season. But now, Dan, football's back. Sunday afternoon. We know what's happening. Mm. Raiders coming to town. Chargers, SoFi Stadium, week one divisional game. Is there revenge in the air? I think there just might be redemption song uh i just got chills i'm so freaking ready for football season to start for the chargers uh this 2022 season cannot get here soon enough and we're on the brink the cusp of something special i feel uh and what better way to kind of kick that thing off than to have the guy calling the plays on sundays or thursdays or mondays depending on what day it is um the one and only matt money smith is going to be joining us here in a bit to talk about Kind of where the Chargers are at mentally, where the Chargers are at going into week one, some of the keys to the game, as well as kind of who potentially we could see as breakout candidates, some of which might actually be a surprise. Uh, you're seeing the fourth in Staley. Obviously, we've seen Brandon Staley. He's not going to shy away from being aggressive. And neither are we. Use the code UNLEASH, get 25% off any of your swag at LAFB Network Shop. Again, use code UNLEASH. 25% off fourth and daily hats. You got the we're not tired. You've got the hot takes cold beer. You've got the all in. You name it. Um, Jake, over or under, how many F bombs you're going to use on Sunday afternoon? I'm going to go with seven and a half. <laughs> over, under. Do you just want to give people money? I, I mean, over. Yeah, bet the over. Trust me. I was going to say, you were. <laughs> 
you're putting me like, what, what am I all of a sudden, uh, a goody two shoes schoolboy all of a sudden? I mean, that's a really unfair line to put out there, Dan. I would think that you would <laughs> I have you more respect that. for me. Yeah, that line's going to be much higher. I mean, come on, let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. It's going to be much higher, whether it's a whether it's a win or a loss. That line for those, it'll be much higher. So let's... Jake's, I will say, Jake's text thread on game days are something. Oh yeah, and it does not matter. It does not matter if I'm yelling them <laughs> or if through it's through, if it's through text message. But let's be nice, Dan, and let's at least make it fair. So let's put it at sixteen and a half. <laughs> sixteen, I'm going over. I yeah, I. <laughs> I'd still pound me over. Pound me over. Uh, anyways, <laughs> speaking of Betty lines and F-bombs, <laughs> let's talk about our friends over at BUSR, one of the largest growing sports and race books in the United States right now. Uh, head on over to BUSR. Sign up for any new customers right now. They have a promo going on. Anywhere from a hundred dollars to $1,000 deposit, they will match it along with $25 in casino chips that they will tack onto that for you for any new customers joining in. Make sure to use the promo code UNLEASH. Tell them Charters UNLEASH sent you. There is a ton of stuff to bet on, especially with college football underway. Obviously, the NFL regular season kicking off in its entirety this Sunday. Go to BUSR right now. Sign up and make yourself some money. Jake, we're here. We're so close. All right. So without further ado, Matt Money Smith joins Charges Unleashed. Can't wait for you guys to hear this one. Matt is the best. Seriously, go ahead. If you're not following him already on Instagram and on Twitter, make sure you guys do that. And also, they just put out a new episode on Charges Weekly. Chris Harry, highly recommend going and watching that one. Uh, but without further ado, Jake, Matt Money Smith joins Charges Unleashed. Coming up next. Well, we are super excited today. Week one, Las Vegas Raiders versus the LA Chargers. We have a very special guest who knows just a thing or two about these Los Angeles Chargers. The one and only Matt Money Smith is joining us on Chargers Unleashed to talk about all things Las Vegas Raiders going into week one. We're going to team expectations, excitement level, the keys of the game. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Happy Friday. How are you feeling about Chargers football finally being back? You get to cover the games. How does that feel? Um, a bit overwhelming right now because I'm kind of prepping for two games. I'm taking my uh, middle daughter up to college on Tuesday. We got to fly on Wednesday. So I'm kind of already putting together my, my KC board so I don't get swamped on, on Monday night. Um, so yeah, it's, I guess, you know, when it's work, you just want to make sure you leave no stone unturned and you're, you're prepared and you've got everything. Um, I watch, it's weird because I it's hard to watch old games. I've been watching, you know, I've, I've watched week 18 again. You know, you can watch the offense, but you really can't just because the, the right side of the line's now changed. The defense looks nothing like <laughs> it did last year. So that's kind of worthless. Um, the, the Raiders offensive line's totally different, but I went back and watched some Chandler Jones pass rush with Arizona. Um, obviously, Max Crosby, we know uh, from firsthand experience in week 18 is a serious problem. Uh, but their whole secondary is brand new for the most part. So it's like, it's just, that's the thing about early season NFL games is they don't look a lot like what, you know, you can prepare to, to assume they're going to look like because there's just so many unknowns. So I'm excited to watch it, um, especially after last night uh, and just watching the, the Bills, which is something that I preached forever. And everyone thought I was just being kind of a, a hater on the Rams because I'm a Chargers guy. It's like, no, they, they look, they earned their Super Bowl, but they got lucky. They caught a break because if the Bills or the Chiefs were in that game, they would have beat the absolute hell out of them. Um, and I think we saw that last night. And that's where the whole F them picks kind of comes into play. It's like, you know, and the Chargers will 
you know, I think the great thing about the Chargers this year is they finally have depth. You know, last year they did not have depth in the secondary, and that's probably why they lost three of their last four. So I think it goes to show you how important depth is in this league uh, because the Rams just looked really thin last night. They did. It, it was it was brutal. And, man, the the Bills looked like a wagon. They're um, a buzzsaw. It, that team. And that's without Tredavious White looking like that. I mean, that's insane. Um, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I was pulling for the Rams last night, obviously. <laughs> you know, I, I want the Chargers to get the number one seed in, in the AFC. So it's like, no, I, I want the Rams to win this, but I know what this game's going to look like. And just kind of speaking to that, like that Bills defensive line. I mean, their their seconds, their twos on their defensive line would start for probably twenty teams in the league. I'm not exaggerating. Like their twos, they, they, they're talking, that good up front. Jake and I were talking about that this morning. Actually, we were we we're saying like this was almost like a blueprint for what we would hope to see from the Chargers defense, where if they can get home with their pass rush and with the interior defensive pressure, like this is what it can bring you. And so many opportunities for turnovers, for sacks, for negative plays for the offense. And it was it was just it was a trip seeing them rushing four and getting what seven sacks. I, I yeah. couldn't believe it. Seven. Yeah. And I think you know, and the interesting thing, and I think there is a parallel between these two teams in that, you know, yeah, Tredavis White, who's out, you know, and maybe JC Jackson will be out, but their safeties are so good. That pairing of Poyer and Hyde is so good. And that's, you know, where we're hoping. The, you know, the Chargers fans and the Chargers are hoping that Nas takes that next step because, you know, if it's as good as we think it could be, like you could be having that conversation. Hey, who's the best safety tandem in the league? Is it Poyer and Hyde or is it Derwin and Nas? Like that's so you kind of see why safeties are so important in the league right now and what they can do and the kind of havoc they could wreak, you know, with what those two guys did last night and did all last year. Well, let's get into it. Um, yeah. I think every Chargers fan, I think everyone covering this team, seeing how you know the, the team lost last year, and you know a lot of people are talking about, oh, last year didn't matter. We aren't focusing on that. Like honestly, I call BS. There's no way that they're not thinking about that as they're gearing up for this. Um, for you and DJ in the booth, kind of calling for this game, like, is this game different in terms of like a Week One matchup? Like, does this season does a hype does a build? Like, is it just this whole thing just feels so much bigger? Going into this week one, is that the same for you guys in the booth? Like, does that affect you guys at all? Like, is no, it I'll be honest, Dan, like, I, truly, it, it's a fan thing. Like, the, the players, they really don't care about last year because so many of them were even here. There's so much that changes from each team. Like, and I learned that from successful teams. And I mean, even when I was with the Lakers and they were going for back-to-back -back championships, they would all say the same thing. They're like, dude, so much changes. Like, each season is compartmentalized into its own thing, win mm -hmm. or lose, because it might be coaches, it might be assistants, it might be players. It, there are so many things that move, and especially on, uh, uh, you know, especially in football, where there is so much turnover, where you have five new starters on defense. You know, you've got guys that'll be out there, and Van Noy, and Joseph Day, and Johnson, and Jackson. They weren't here last year. Like they, it doesn't mean anything to them. Um, you know, I, I think if there's like to me, the only person that that could affect, honestly, is like a kicker. You know, <laughs> if you lost a game at zeros and the kicker blew it and they're just kind of thinking about, wow, this has been on my individual shoulders. I lost. It was a one man execute or it was a three man execution, long snapper, holder, kicker. We lost that game. You know, we are responsible for losing that game. But they're so, you know, because I brought this up with Chris on the, the Chargers on uh, weekly podcast. 
I said, you know, people, they never bring up that that Hopkins missed a field goal. Like, they're like, oh, you know, if they hadn't gone for it, there's the three points that you needed to win the game. Okay, well, maybe they're going for it because their kicker was maybe having issues that game. You know, the guy missed a field goal that would have given them three points. So true. there's just so many things that go on in games like that that they really do not carry them over. For us in the booth, um, I enjoy the Raider games. I love them. You know, as you, I, I love. The, I shouldn't say that. I love the divisional games. Like they're the best. Um, you can feel, and it's not. It's not like a hey, we hate this team fan type of relationship. It's we just around the team. You know, this one counts for two, and so they're worth double. And and you feel that hey, this is a game that is worth double. It is extra important. Um, because it is that that that's the one thing you can point to. Hey, are, is this game more important for everyone? They'll be like, oh, whatever. It's the game this week, and next week's game is as important. It's one of seventeen. No, these are worth two because they're in division, and the easiest way to get into the tournament is to win your division. So, you mentioned there's a difference between fan perspective and, and folks inside the locker room. Um, we've heard from many folks about kind of the expectations from this team for this team for this year. And a lot of people, you know, Dan Jeremiah come on the show. He said that, you know, he thinks you gave true serum. It's Super Bowl or bust for folks inside that locker room. What are your expectations? Like the same, not not necessarily as a fan, but just like covering this team. Like, is it that? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the best roster. I think it's in the conversation as the best roster in the NFL. You know, I think you you line this roster up with anyone else. And, you know, you look at the Bills last night. I think they, you know. You can, especially with the emergence of, of Gabe Davis, like I think you're starting to see, because I think that was the question, hey, Stephon Diggs is great. Is Gabriel Davis ready to take that next step? Is McKenzie going to be a solid slot option? Can they get a running game going? You know, like when you would talk about receiving core, running back, offensive line, I think those all go in favor of the Chargers when you talk about defensive line, secondary, like that goes in favor of the Bills. But like when you're just in that conversation... <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, it's it's Super Bowl. Like you don't have many of these opportunities, you know, especially with contracts and salary cap and free agency and you know player empowerment, where they're just like, no, nah, I don't like the deal. I'm sitting out. Trade me, and they get traded. You know, and in most cases, like I think you have to take advantage of opportunities when everything seemingly lines up, especially because after this year. You know, it's possible that that Justin Herbert and and I think what people fail to 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 remember is, yes, they can do the deal this off season, this coming off season, but it won't affect the salary cap right away until that kicks in. So you still have those two more years with Herbert on this deal to be able to get this kind of stuff done and sign these big money deals. But I, I think if it doesn't work, then that's when you start having those tough conversations of, okay, why didn't it work? Is Keenan back? Is Joey back? The people that have been here for a long time, they tend to be the ones with the targets on them where you're talking about resetting or moving on. So that's why I think it is Super Bowl or bust with this group. Because when you win, guess what? Everybody gets to stay, <laughs> you know, unless <laughs> unless there's free agents and people come and pluck you away. But, you know, this team is, is set up to make a, a multi-year run with the way the contracts are structured. So I, I think this is, I don't think there's any question that, that their expectations are we are good enough to win a Super Bowl and we expect to win a Super Bowl. Matt, as you had talked about 
it's kind of not worth going back to watching the 2018 finale or, or excuse me, 2018, the, the eight week 18 finale, excuse me, um, against the Raiders because both teams just look so different, both offensively and defensively. And with all the overhaul that's been done in this off season alone, we get a chance to all to see it kind of come together in training camp, but just from you being out there, your perspective, you and DJ overall, what did you feel was like the biggest takeaway of training camp practices, the preseason as a whole, um, how did you feel everything came together with not just the players, but kind of Staley's coaching philosophy and his mentality on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, I think um, I'll start with the players. I think that's the majority of where my observations go, Jake, is just you know what I saw from the players. And that's, you know, there's a couple things. One, just how big they got, how much bigger they are, you know, defensive line specifically, like Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day, Khalil Mack, those guys are big. Like, you know, I'm not saying Chenna was small, you know, or, you know, but but Khalil Mack is big. Like, he is a big, thick, strong dude. And you see that. And when you see, you know, Joseph Day and and Johnson lined up next to one another and then outside of them, and it, maybe if it's Tillery in there or Morgan Fox in there, and then you see Khalil and Joey, you just look up front and you're like, dude, that is that is a massive defensive line that you are going to have to try to run through now. And that just wasn't the case, you know, last year, you know, they were playing, look, and I, and I think the end, like I liked the energy line more than I liked the starters, to be honest with you. Like I thought Fajoko and Gaziano and, and a lot of those guys played their asses off, but these guys are so much bigger. So that's the first thing that jumped out to me. Same with Kyle Van Noy. He's a big dude. He's a big, thick dude. So that, that stood out to me. I thought Mikey Davis had a really good training camp. I think last year, you know, you you kind of felt that sort of, hey, I'm just going to be as positive as I possibly can with this guy. He is really struggling. And that's sort of what I felt like we were getting from Brandon Staley. And this year, I feel like he's legitimately like, hey, man, Mikey came a long way. Like he's really starting to settle into this scheme and this system. And he knows what's asked of him. And we know he's got the athleticism, the size, you know, so that stood out to me. Um, I think Josh Palmer has clearly taken a step. Um, he's, you can tell that he is just, sh- you know, a shadow, uh, to Keenan. They, they look so no one's Keenan, but I think you can just kind of see with what Palmer's trying to do. Yes. That that's, that's something he's really worked on considerably, um, doing everything he possibly can to try to work his, you know, to, to have a craft and have, uh, an approach like Keenan does. Um, there was a highlight real quick. There was a highlight I saw of, um, one of the off season training camp, uh, mic'd up stuff. And it just had a dead, had a pan of just footwork of one of the receivers. And I swore it was Keenan Allen. And then they panned up and it was Josh Palmer. And I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, and that's look, you know, we've talked about who's the number three. And I think if you, you know, people look, speed is great. And I think, I think people in the AFC West are more affected by speed because of Tyree kill and, and how he has wrecked so many games you've been in for so long. And then it's just one completion and you lose the game. Um, so I totally get that. Um, but I think being able to availability, right? Working your craft. So you are open when Herbert is working his projections and he looks to you, you know, and you are open. That's, as important, if not more important than speed. And I think if Palmer can provide that, and we saw that when he had to step in for Keenan last year and he had a heck of a game, um, I think you're talking about three guys that can get open at will. You know, I mean, nobody's beaten Mike, Mike's 50 50 balls or 80 20 balls. You know, he's just so good at that. And, and the fact that Keenan is open so regularly because of his route running, if Palmer can contribute to that, well, now you've got, you know, three of your five options 
uh, on any given snap are open, you know, or, or at least you feel like one of them is going to be open. And then who knows what, you know, Everett and we obviously know what, what Austin's going to bring to the mix. So that's, you know, that's, that, that's, that's, I'm, I'm not worried about the offense. You know, they were top five yeah. last year and they're better yeah. this year. Like, that's the thing. Like, are you better? Did you get better? Did you get worse? Or did you stay static? And to me, the offense is better. Zion's going to be better. Trey McKitty's going to be a year better blocking as a tight end. Um, Austin's healthy, you know, so I think offense fine. So my biggest takeaways were defense and just how much bigger that defense looks now. And they need it because week one off the clip, we're going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. So let's get into it. So Las yeah. Vegas Raiders coming to town. Chandler Jones new. They've got some new secondary there. Offensive line you kind of mentioned is a little bit different. Um, before we get into like the 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 keys to the game and, and and going up against the Raiders individually, like overall kind of 50 foot view of this Raiders game, like set the stage for us. Like what do you see as kind of like the macro importance of this game, either individually as a game or for what it means for the season? Well, I think, it, you know, I, I think you just you have to take it as as two games. You know, I think you have to look ahead to to Thursday. They're the road team on a Thursday night game against a team that should have been in the Super Bowl or or was legitimately good enough to make yes. the Super Bowl um, and just had a terrible second half against the Bengals that prevented them from doing so. A, a team that is beat up on the Chargers pretty good, um, although the last couple of years have been a lot more encouraging for certain. They've been tight games, um, but you know they're at a I think they're at a colossal disadvantage for that game. You know, you're the road team. So you're recovering on Monday. You're probably going to do a walkthrough on Tuesday and you're traveling on Wednesday. So you got nothing. You got no practice. So it's such a disadvantage for the road team and for the schedule to have lined up where you've got two teams that were in the playoffs from your division last year. That's a tough go. So like that's the macro to me. Now, I think there's a I think there is a positive to the Thursday night game. You know, we always hear about the toll that it takes on your body and how hard it is to get ready for that game. Well, you know, these guys are still fresh. So it's like you don't have that attrition. You don't have guys that are dealing with so many nagging injuries in week 10 or week 11. And now you're asking them to play a game four days later. You know, so I think that's a big benefit. Like, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'd probably rather play the Thursday game early so the Chargers are in full strength. And, you know, we're not dealing with a lot of issues with every single player because it's an NFL season and you just feel like crap by week five. So um, to me, that's the the that's why it's an important game, because I, I think, you know, I think that Thursday night game is going to be a very tough game for the for the Chargers to win just the way that it is laid out in terms of rest and practice and, and what it means to be a, a road team on Thursday night football. And Matt, you I'd obviously had mentioned, you know, you can't really just take this first week game comparing it to last year again because both teams look so different. But just as far as it's been talked about at nauseum now, as far as just the key things to watch for this game, we've all heard about the, the Devontae Adams, Derek Carr connection. Obviously, we'll see how that plays if J.C. Jackson ultimately doesn't play, uh, end up playing. All the new additions that the Chargers have on defense, the Chargers have made some of their own on offense as well. What do you think are some of the biggest keys to this game and maybe is there one that people should be talking about a little bit more that maybe hasn't been fixated on enough in the game analysis well, i think that you know just the last part uh, you know of your question is you know what kind of offense is josh mcdaniel's going to run you know he 
he adapted to what his per and he's so good at that. You know, he adapted to whatever his personnel was in New England. You know, when they had those giant tight ends, they were a tight end heavy offense. When they had those backs and everyone was zigging and running spreads and three and four wide receivers, you know, they would come out with fullbacks and these giant running backs and run it down your throw. Like he is really, really good at that. So I don't, I don't know what he's going to throw at him. You know, at the Chargers defense, I think one thing's for sure: it's going to be quick passes. Um, because that's, that's really what I think the, the, this game is, is going to be won or lost on the lines, you know, that, that Raiders offensive line is, is easily their weakest point and it's a serious issue and they've said as much. So like to me, if, if they can't find their rhythm and Derek Carr can't get comfortable, you know, I think the, the Chargers can win this game in the first three seconds from snap just because he's not going to be able to operate. But McDaniels is so good. And I just think back to 2018, you know, in the yeah. playoff game after they just wrecked the Ravens, then all of a sudden they go to New England and they can't get home. And Melvin and Joey are just so frustrated and just looking at each other because it's snap pass, snap pass. And it was it was over, you know, it's just that there was nothing they could do. So that's kind of what I'm most interested in is what is this Raiders offense? Cause look, it's a good offense. You know, it's those three Waller Renfro and, and, and Adams, that's as good of a, a wide receiver, you know, slot receipt outside receiver, slot receiver, tight end as there is in the game. So you've got to be able to limit that, to make sure those are short passes. And look, that's what, what Staley wants. You know, he's got the two high shell, and keep everything in front of you and just make them execute play after play after play after play until they make a mistake trying to just kind of tick, tick, tick their way down the field. So I think that's that's probably what I think we're going to see. If you look at like the, the the keys to victory, right? And I think obviously getting home to Derek Carr is an important one. You know, I think the interior defensive line and being able to stop the run obviously is a huge one. Uh, if If you were to kind of look at some maybe like statistics or stat lines, at the, if you're fast forward to the end of the game, what are some of like the important ones that, I mean, obviously either turnover differential, I think sure. would be the That's biggest number one. one. Yeah. But other than that, like if, if, if the chargers, if you see the chargers statistics looking like blank, they probably win or lose this game. Like, is it, if they stop the run, they should be good. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I wish, cause you know, each game is so different um, in terms of like, you know, you're, you're constantly making adjustments to their adjustments. So I, like I said, I don't, cause I just don't know what, what Josh McDaniels is going to do. I really don't. Um, if I don't you were know him, what, if you were him, what would you do? Well, ball's got to come out. Like ball has got to come out. It's a huge Hunter Renfro game, you know, and that's where we see, you know, the, the celebration of the Bryce Callahan signing mm -hmm. and how much Brandon Staley loves this guy. It's going to be a big game for him. Renfro's so good. He's super underrated. Um, like I think turn look I know, you know you said it but it's turnovers like it is because I just think the Chargers can create turnovers on Derek Carr I, I think you could get that Derwin interception like we had at, at SoFi last year you know when he was targeting Waller and just got flustered because Joey was in his lap and he let that thing fly ill-advised and Derwin you know picked it off and that was basically the end of the game so I think it's it's things like like I would be really surprised if this was a blowout. I think a lot of people think it might be just because of the way the lines match up. I just don't see it that way. I do think Herbert can really take advantage of that secondary. Um, and and that to me, you know, I think is, is maybe the path that you would follow if it were a, a game that gets out of hand is, is, you know, the, the pass protection held up, 
you know, one side of the lot, one side of the defensive end, you know, either Chandler Jones or Max Crosby got nothing done. Whoever was lined up opposite Slater, they were able to provide enough help or Trey has taken that next step to keep the pocket clean for those downfield developing routes um, for those hole shots that, you know, that, that Herbert and Lombardi love taking and they all came through. Um, and look, that kind of happened last year, right? It happened where they were blowing the Raiders out in the first half and then just some bad miscues. You know, they kind of shot themselves in the foot at the start of the second half and let them back into the game. So we know it can, it's there. Yeah. It's just, um, and, and I think it's less, it's, it's less box score, Dan, and it's more consistency. Like you saw that with the, the Bills last night, you know, the only regular season game we have to focus on, they were pounding the Rams in the first half. It was just self-inflicted mistakes that had that thing where it was score-wise. But when you watch the game, you were like, dude, they're getting whatever they want. You know, and, and it is a labor for the Rams to get anything done. You could just see that. So I think for me, it's more about that. Like, is it really hard for Derek Carr to, to get stay in the pocket to push point. this ball downfield? Is it hard? You know, is it easy for Herbert to pick apart that secondary? Like, that's more of, I think, what I'm excited to see, whether or not that comes through. <laughs> Matt, based off of the team as a whole, what we've seen, whether it's guys who have been here for a number of years, whether it's the new additions that have come in through free agency, let's go beyond week one. Let's talk the whole of 2022. Which players do you feel are on the brink of a breakout season? Well, I think we already talked about Josh Palmer. You know, I, I, I think they're very excited about his development and where he is this year compared to where he was last year, especially, like I said, was pressed into to fill in for Keenan and, and performed in that game. Um, so I think that's an obvious one. We've been waiting for Nas. You know, we're seeing, you know, Nas Adderley is there to make the plays. He's just not being made. He's just not getting the picks, securing the football, but it's there. Um, and I think with this pass rush now, with this interior line now, I think there's going to be more of those opportunities. Uh, I think he'll take advantage of those. Um, but I'll be honest, like I think the guy whose name we're going to be talking about more that we probably should talk about more already, but we don't, is Drew Tranquil. Um, just because he's so good at run fits. <laughs> he's so good at diagnosing and attacking and processing that with those guys up front now playing gap and a half with Austin Johnson and Sebastian Joseph Day and with how good Joey and Khalil are against the run, he's going to be free. Like he, He's going to be freed up. So I could totally see Drew having a mess of tackles for loss, a couple sacks, some tips at the line of scrimmage as he's flying through the line that lead to intercept. I just think he's going to have one of those types of years and he's going to make a lot of tackles, you know, as opposed to a safety being your leading tackler. I think, I think Drew, if he's, you know, going to be the starting middle backer um, or starting inside backer and kind of that guy that's expected to make all of those plays, I think he could have a really, really big season. It's not all sunshine and rainbows here, as much as we like to think everything's positive. It is, we do get a little pessimistic at times. Uh, we're wrapping up with Matt Money Smith. Uh, if you were to kind of give a give Chargers fans or give the community some things that maybe concern you for the Chargers, I know people, a lot of people talk about, you know, what's Kenneth Murray going to look like? Is Storm Norton or Trey Pipkins like, is Trey Pipkins the guy? Um, who's RB2? Is that going to work? Like, what, what's the, I guess, the thing to look out for, like what could possibly be the demise of the Chargers? Yeah, to me, it's the schedule. It's just you play in the AFC West. You know, these are four playoff caliber teams, and they're not all going to make it. A good team that would probably be like a four or a five seed in the NFC is going to miss the playoffs. And so that's the, that's the biggest issue is you could do everything right. 
You play your ass off, and you not only have to play six against the AFC West, but you've got to play the NFC West. So now you got to deal with the Rams, who are the defending Super Bowl champs. You got to deal with the 49ers, who are in the championship game. The Cardinals were 10 and zero at one point last year, and Kyler Murray is an incredible headache. I think the Colts are going to win the division in the in the in the <laughs> AFC South. You got to deal with them on a Monday Night Football the day after Christmas. When you're leaving your family on Christmas Day again, and we saw how flat the team was in Houston, you know, because nobody wants to do that. It's not fun to travel on Christmas Day and be in another city on Christmas night and wake up the next morning and have to play a football game. So, like, I just look at the schedule and it's daunting. You know, it, there's a the, the AFC is is a gauntlet, and really good teams are not going to be in the playoffs. Um, so, I think that's that's something to keep in mind. That yeah, you could play really really good football and do very little wrong and you're just you're getting beat by really good teams you know especially in the division you know there is no like to to predict the sweep over any of these teams i think it's just kind of crazy like they're just they're really good teams so um so that's kind of what i'm I think that would be the, it's not individual. They have the players, they have the coaches, they have the schemes. I believe in everything they've got going on that front. I just think other teams are good too. You know, other teams are really good on their schedule. Matt Money Smith, you hear him on Sundays with Daniel Jeremiah in the booth calling games for the Chargers. Week one versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good luck to you and DJ and the team this season. Can't wait to hear all those calls. Uh, Week one, football's back. Can't wait. Sunday. Yeah. Jake Hefter, Matt Mike Smith, Dan Wolf inside. We'll talk to you guys next time on Chargers Unleashed.